0: Uh, all right, cool. All right, I'm going to kick this off. Are you ready? Let's kick it off. Uh, I'm Bobby Navia. And I am Dorian Weinzimmer.
1: Welcome, everybody, back to the couch. Uh, another week, another episode. Yep. We had some technical difficulties last week, which <laughs> yeah. is why we didn't have an episode. It's very kind <laughs> of you to this
0: week. phrase it that way, Bobby. <laughs> uh,
1: uh, yeah, after we were done recording last week, Dorian realized he hadn't recorded his side of the conversation.
0: Yeah, yeah. I did. I that's exactly what happened. And it was immediate. I went to, I like I went to hit stop and I realized nothing was happening. Because um, <laughs> my recorder has a it it you hit record once and it goes into like that's like armed mode. So you okay. know, it starts feeding you levels and stuff like it's so you can check levels and stuff like that before you actually start, you know, writing data. Yeah. And then you gotta hit record a second time for it to actually start recording, and that's where I fell short. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, this time, however, um, I mean, if you're listening to this, then, you know, that's proof positive that I've, you know, fooled me once, you know, <laughs> shame on me, but <laughs> we're good. We made it. Yeah. So anyway, we are oh. back. We did, we did have a very, uh, nice discussion about she dies tomorrow, um, which
1: didn't come out. So technically we still could do it again.
0: That's right. Yeah. Well, if we,
1: if we wanted to, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's
0: playing drive-ins for a couple of weeks. He said,
1: yeah, I think it's drive-ins for two weeks, and then um, drive-ins for two weeks,
0: and then it'll come to VOD. Then VOD. Then VOD. Yep. So. But anyway, I guess to summarize, we are both interested in watching that movie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the whole 90 minutes pretty much boils down to that.
1: Yeah, pretty uh, much.
0: Yep. But, um, but yeah, so we're not going to try to recreate, uh, you know, any, uh, any magic that might have been lost due to my, um, you know failures as a button presser but uh yeah so so we're gonna move on we're gonna move on
1: we're gonna power on to a, a movie that's actually kind of come out this weekend on VOD
0: yeah that's right it's it's kind of wild to think that I don't know this just doesn't I this feels like the first kind of like going to VOD movie that feels like this you know this is like a theater movie Yes, like, you know, like Trolls World Tour was kind of what who gives a shit, you know, uh, <laughs> didn't really care that that, you know, went got pushed forward into like, hey, you know, this was going to be a theatrical and we're just pushing it straight to like VOD. And, mm-hmm. you know, obviously, there's been some other ones, but I feel like this is the first kind of like, excuse me, I mean, this is like $30 million movie. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else that's been pushed straight to VOD as a result of the pandemic that's kind of at this budget range. You know, it seems like a lot of the stuff has been kind of more of the 5 million, maybe up to 10 at most
1: kind of stuff. Yeah. And if it's anything bigger than this, it, it had like a week or two in theaters before. Exactly,
0: yeah. Everything like, shut down, right? Like Bloodshot and Invisible Man and The Hunt and, and yeah, all those. But, um, but yeah, this seems so, you know, it'll be... If nothing else, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just interested in how this movie performs just as sort of like a barometer. Oh, uh, that's the one I was trying to think of was Capone. Um, oh, okay. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. That also, you know, yeah, for for uh, uh, skipped over its its planned theatrical release in order to just go straight to VOD since like obviously shit was not going to open. And let's face it, I don't know. Capone might have gone straight to VOD anyway. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not 100% sure about that one. But even that, I, I I don't think that was like a thirty million dollar movie or anything either. No, that uh, might have been more, more a lower like end ten range. Yeah, 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 like yeah. I'd, I'm kind of hoping. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, you know, I'm I, like that. Just in terms of before we get into the trailer, just in terms of like the the here and the now of this movie coming out, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think it'll just be interesting to see how it does.
1: Yes. You yeah. Know?
0: Yeah. Oh, we didn't
1: we didn't say what we were talking about. We're talking about the trailer to Tax Collector. Yes.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Bobby. Well, we're a little rusty here. We're getting back on this (laughs) horse. It's fine.
1: We're good. We're good. Yeah. Uh, No, We're fine. Yeah. This week we're talking about the trailer to the Tax Collector, which is coming out this Friday. VOD (laughs) written and directed by David Ayer. Yeah. Uh, all that good stuff. So uh, has stirred up a little bit of controversy here and there on the interwebs when the trailer dropped a couple weeks ago. Mm. Um, so you know we'll 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 talk about that. Yeah. But, but no, you make a good point about the the pricing structure and stuff
0: like that. Uh, yeah, I'm curious. You know how much they're going to charge for it because you know I'm sure it's going to be. Again, similar to you know Trolls World Tour, it's a it's really a bummer that we have to constantly reference that movie as like a <laughs> you know is like a landmark point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, for kind of what's going on right now in the world of movies. Um, yeah, but uh, but I guess uh, you know it was like a standard bearer, I guess I should say. But um, we uh, I, I would assume this is probably going to do something similar where it's going to be some premium price, you know, forty eight hour rental period. Um,
1: I was yeah. just about to ask you, do you think it'll do the the twenty dollars
0: i'm I'm almost wondering if they charge more just because it's a, a bit more higher profile. I'm not sure like where they kind of draw that line because Capone was like ten, which was why I was willing to do it.
1: Yeah, that was fine. I mean, you know, yeah. I mean qual- quality of the movie aside the rental price I thought for that movie. Was was right. worth it? It was yeah. fine. I yeah, was yeah.
0: willing to pay ten bucks to rent that, you know. Yes. But yes. yeah, a lot of the other ones have been, you know, like twenty dollars just for like a rental, and and some right. of them I remember at first too. It was it wasn't even four K. It was an HD rental. Yes. And I was just yes. like, hey, come on, if you're gonna charge me a premium price then like give me the fucking. Premium quality, you know. Right. Yeah, exactly. From your standpoint of just, you know, providing a file to stream, it's not, I don't think it's costing you. Like, you have a 4K version of this. You're going to be releasing it, but. Right, right. Whatever. They're, you know, they're just trying to double dip, like get people to, you know, pay it now and then, you know, uh, and then it comes out in 4K later when, like, the real, the regular rental period, you know, happens. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so that'd be my guess is there's going to be at least, like, a two to four week period where this only exists as like a premium price rental.
1: I think I will be surprised if it goes for like a premium price. Mm -hmm. I'll actually be surprised if it does like a 20 or a $24 rental. Yeah. Um, my, my guess is like the highest it would go is a nine, but there's a part of me that feels it might just do like the 699 rental. Well, here I got I got a good question to open this up then.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What you got? So,
1: since we started the conversation about you know money and what what sort of premium would it gonna be from just watching the trailer, Dorian,
0: what would you pay to rent Ooh. the tax collector? Oh man! And okay. then
1: let's let's go into our trailer review for it.
0: This is a tough one. I mean, <laughs> it's no, it's not. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say this is a this is a ten dollar maximum for me.
1: Nine ninety nine. I'm that, a nine ninety. Kind of I'm in at nine ninety
0: nine on this. Cause, okay. All right. Cause I, I got to say, I think we've talked about it at least a little bit on this podcast before. I like Shia.
1: I'm a okay. fan. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'm a fan, too. Yes. I'm, yes. I'm
0: I'm a, I'm a Shia LaBeouf fan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I think it's important to admit these things out loud. Uh, yeah, of course. Um, what I'm not a fan of is David Ayer. Okay. Uh, okay. So, you know, there's some mixed feelings here about this. Um so, so, yeah, so I think that all equals out to nine ninety nine because that's basically okay. where I was with Capone as well. I was like, well, I like Tom Hardy, I don't right. know if I care for this Josh Trank dude, right, uh so nine ninety nine and yeah, and I guess that's where we landed on Unhinged, also. I mean, this is a
1: oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
0: If there were ever like some sort of weird golden era for nine ninety nine straight to <laughs> VOD rentals, it is it is right now. <laughs>
1: um. All right, I think I would. Um, I'm a big Shia fan as well. Yeah. I, I I think I would. I think I would watch anything he he puts out.
0: Yeah. You so know, what's uh, so what are what are you willing to pay for this?
1: I think. Um, I think I'm with you. I would pay the 9.99. Yeah. Um. However, if it was 20, I'd probably still do it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I probably still just, you know what? Let me, uh, let me just take a chance on it. Yeah. Kind of, kind, kind of thing, you know, because uh, I'm, I'm a David Ayer fan. Uh, yeah. Have I, have I liked his most recent, you know, output? No. Yeah, I haven't. (laughs) However, I I feel like I like him enough where I'm like, I'm going to still keep seeing like what he puts out, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and there's a part of me with this trailer that feels like he's getting a little bit back to a more authentic David Ayer Mm fair, because like the last two things he put out were Bright and Suicide Squad, and it was like trying to mix his trying to mix his style of movie, which are like these like street, these like LA street stories with like these fantasy type of worlds. And I just don't think it, it meshed very well. No. And <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm being kind when I say that, by yeah. the way. Man. Um, Brightless. and yikes. Yeah. It's that it's really, really bad. But, uh, yeah, I just don't think like the material that he had for those two movies, suicide squad and bright were, yeah, did any sort of justice for his, you know, for what he does, for what he puts out,
0: i don't I don't think he has that kind of vision um you know to to stretch into the fantastic um, because there were mm-hmm. I mean there were just so many things like in terms of just like basic world building shit in the movie Bright that were like so uh, just miserably underdeveloped. Yeah, Uh, you know, it just this world did not feel like a real place at all. I mean, there were just there was none of like the detail work of like fleshing out, you know, The there was just like this really obviously belabored kind of like racial uh, metaphor that was being applied. That was like really obvious what they were doing and what they were trying to say from about two minutes into the movie. And I don't know why it (laughs) continued from there, but but that was, like, the extent of the the entirety of the world building in that film was basically that. That it was just like, hey, guess what? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, basically everybody's a white person now, except now there's these troll characters that are, like, minorities. Right, and so now yeah. everybody gets to treat them like shit. But is that any better? <laughs> yeah, is right. Is it, you know? <laughs> and it's like, well, no. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Anyway, it was... Uh, you know so so uh, to your point i I think that at the very least <laughs> seeing mm-hmm. seeing him get back to you know what what he was at least maybe kind of competent at, you know um i'm still i know i I'm not a huge fan of like uh really any of the stuff, but his stuff that has been even in my opinion more successful is the yeah. stuff that's a little more rooted in the like you know i don't want to say true crime but like <laughs> Our world, you know, LA street, you know, street gang kind of stories, you know.
1: Yeah, right, right, right. Like his, oh. uh, I think he, he's credited for a screenplay for U five seven one that submarine mm-hmm. movie. Uh, and then after that, he has a s- screenwriting credit for the first Fast and the Furious movie. And uh, then, yep. and then I think I think, I think uh, Training Day is the one is the first movie is like the movie that put him on the map. It was like mm-hmm. written by David Ayer, Training Day. Uh, and then after that, Dark Blue, SWAT, Harsh Times. Harsh Times was the first movie he wrote and directed. Okay. I've never seen and that. Then, one. I know I saw it when it came out. Really weird movie. I, I don't even remember what it was really like about, but um uh, end of watch which i always hear is like an excellent fucking movie and i've just never seen it before
0: you know same that's actually the the one i don't know yeah. why i've like continued to watch any of his other movies and still haven't watched the one that like kind of i don't know universally at least from what i've heard people are like eh, it's surprisingly good you know yeah
1: yeah yeah and i think it's a movie that's all like um Done with uh, like like onboard body cams, body cams. Yeah,
0: yeah, and like, yeah, which also you know was one of the reasons I didn't pay much attention when it came out. It just seemed like it was very, oh, so you just bought a bunch of GoPros, you know. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, didn't didn't seem like it was you know much more than a gimmick, but yeah, from what I understand, it's actually pretty pretty well done.
1: Uh, and then he does yeah, end of watch. He does a movie called Sabotage, which I watched and it was really bad uh and then he does fury suicide squad um and uh now we're up to tax bright, collector yeah yeah oh yeah bright's in there as well
0: yeah 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 no obviously uh yeah suicide squad and bright did not work out well uh They did
1: not work out well at all yeah
0: so I'm glad he can at least take a hint i mean he maybe should have taken a hint after the first one and just kind of like let me just stick with more kind of like you know gritty down to earth crime stories. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um but uh but that said, I, you know, there there're definitely unfortunately appears to be uh you know some 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 light touches of the fantastic in the in the tax collector as well. Okay, what do you think about uh, the trailer? Let's get yeah. into it. Uh so, you know, I'm it's like this is not this is not like the character I would, you know. If you were like, "Hey, what would you really like to see Shia LaBeouf do?" Okay, you know, I don't think this character would be on anywhere on my list actually. Uh-huh. Um, but I like that kind of makes me interested because I'm like, "Huh? Well, I wonder what he's going to do with it then." You know? Yeah. Because he's he's going to do something weird. <laughs> <laughs> he just he's going to be him. So <laughs> yeah. You know, he's going to do something with it that's definitely going to, I think, uh, you know, give it a a unique identity, Mm -hmm. you know, because being like a, you know, being a fucking enforcer slash collector for a crime lord is not like some new interesting character type. (laughs) Yeah, right. You know, that's that's obviously, you know, a bit of a trope in in filmmaking. So, (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, to see, it's one of those things that sometimes those types of things that are so overdone. Um, how somebody can actually breathe new life into them is, is sometimes mm-hmm. like kind of a unique creative challenge. Right. You know, there's a lot of things in, in a lot of different mediums. Like, uh, I mean, I know even in, in like graphic design and everything, the, the font Helvetica. Yeah. Um, cause it's just, it's used everywhere. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, like, the most commonly used font, basically, in, like, all of advertising. Um, but, you know, so some people hate it, but other people are like, no, I love it because it's, like, you really have to be fucking creative to do something new with Helvetica, you know? Okay, Because it's right. fucking everything's been done. So, you know, yeah. some, some uh, uh, artists and, like, designers, they, like, they seek out that kind of challenge because they're like, wow, how can I do something new with, like, the most overused thing in the world? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, like, that is what makes me interested in this movie. Okay. Is, is the, uh, potential for Shia to be, uh, you know, doing his, his Helvetica with the, <laughs> <laughs> the like, you know, uh, crime Lord tax enforcer or the, uh, enforcer character. All right. Um, so yeah, so you know that, that makes me interested I, as far as just like the trailer in and of itself. I think it's, it's pretty fucking bland and generic. Okay. Um, You know, really, aside from just like, what is Shia LaBeouf doing with this character? I like the whole rest of the trailer is kind of just like I see this trailer. I think like once a month, you know, for some movie (laughs) that's coming out. That's just like, hey, we're this awesome crime lord family, and like everything's fucking dope. And then, oh shit, now someone came along and is threatening (laughs) all of it, and we've got to like reclaim our territory or some shit. Yeah, right, right. It's not in, in an even remotely interesting premise for a movie at this point. <laughs> um, and then you know, and, and the, the the trailer doesn't really do anything to try to give it any more you know interest than that. It's just like you know, okay, this guy's a you know crime lord, but he has a family, which is always like a fucking terrible idea. Um, it's just like let's have the most obvious vulnerability, <laughs> yeah, in the world, yeah. and then guess what? His family gets fucking kidnapped. Who would have <laughs> thought? Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, and then, you know, but really it's like, it's, you know, there's not a whole lot here in terms of like even what the movie is. It's really just like, yeah, we collect money from all these like, you know, gangs in LA because we're the top shit gang. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, here's a relationship between these two characters that are these enforcers. And then shit goes awry. And then the gunshots and explosions start. And then that's, you know, runs us through the end of the trailer. Yeah, right. right. (laughs) So. It's, um, you know, it's, it's not breaking any new ground. Um, so yeah, you know, none of it looks, you know, it doesn't look like we're dealing with, you know, Sicario (laughs) levels of like artistry with the way that these things are going to be, you know, portrayed, uh, Mm -hmm. from, you know, even a visual standpoint. So, you know, really it, it just kind of is like, okay, yeah. You know, somebody who's seen a lot of like Tony Scott and Michael Bay movies. Yeah. So Cool um so yeah so it's the 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 shia factor is the only the only thing that even has me like even interested at all Mm -hmm. um so so yeah so that's you know that's where i'm at on it um how about you where do what do you think about this trailer
1: i've uh i've watched this trailer a few times um i'm excited for it uh, because of shia as well Mm -hmm. you know there's um overall i do agree with you like the um I think I said this with unhinged like this does feel like a movie that I find at a gas station while driving through Texas. Uh-huh. You know, just like, oh shit, man, I didn't know Shia LaBeouf as a fucking tax collector in LA like collector? I'm fucking buying this shit right now. You know what I mean? Like we yeah. I'm I'll buying it the, on I'm I'll buying it on DVD. Yeah. yeah, you know.
0: <laughs> I'll watch it in the car while driving through Wyoming. This is perfect yeah, for that. This is yeah.
1: great, you know. Um but no, the, the whole Shia thing really, really has me interested as well. Um, mm-hmm. And there's just a few moments in the trailer where I could just feel like, I feel like Shia LaBeouf's actually going to kill this person. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he, if like David Ayer said, I want you to kill this man and in the next take we do, <laughs> like he's going to do it. <laughs> yeah. And um, like the end of the trailer at the shot, the the shot where, you know, His buddy is just like, you know, he's going to splatter your brains like everywhere. I don't want that to happen. And there's just a close up on him. And he's just like, I want that to happen. You know, Mm -hmm. I do. And just the way he whispers it. I just love the line delivery. I'm like, I'm so ready (laughs) for you to do this. But I'm glad you brought up Sicario because when I watched it today again, like I was definitely getting very, very like B movie Sicario vibes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it, it looked like
0: Sicario too.
1: Yeah, you know, and it was just like it's like Shia LaBeouf like playing the young version of Benicio del Toro's character
0: with totally, yeah,
1: him being just very reserved in how he speaks to some people, you know, because like he seems to be only very loud, you know, with with his buddy, but when it comes to you know intimidating people, like he just sort of you know lets his look and his demeanor speak for for himself, mm-hmm. and and you know like the occasional power tool, yeah, uh, but
0: <laughs> but. um I feel like the trailer also might be really misleading on how much of like a main character Shia LaBeouf is in this movie. I think so too. Yeah. That's, that was the thing that really, you know, also rubbed me the wrong way about it. Cause it's like, if you look at IMDB, especially in everything, it's like, it's, you know, the synopsis for this movie and, and everything. And also I think, you know, I I think Bobby Soto's character is really the tax collector. Uh, yes. Shia is like his partner, basically like, Basically the sidekick. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. You know, um, and, the, and, you know, the, this trailer does not let you really onto that. It really makes it seem like, you know, Shia is the main character. And the only time that we're having any kind of like, uh, you know, it frames all the scenes where the, the main guy, uh, David, I think is, is Bobby Soto's character's name.
1: Yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, So it makes it seem like the only time we're seeing or hearing about his backstory or, like, what else is going on in his life is when he's telling Shia LaBeouf about it. Yeah, right. But I don't think... I think that's just the movie. (laughs) Yeah. well, I think a lot of those scenes are just, like, scenes in the movie where, like, he's the main character, you know? Yeah. Because um, also, you know, we never see Shia without him, I don't think, either in this trailer. It's pre- yeah, right, pretty right. much, like, always together. But then we see plenty of scenes where it's that guy by himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so it really does seem like they're kind of leaning, you know, again, like, and, and David Ayer has been guilty of this kind of, sh- you know, shit before with, like... Um, you know, all the press that was drummed up around like Jared Leto in Joker. Cause he was like sending dead rats and like used condoms to his co-stars and shit. Cause that's acting. Yeah. Right. Uh, it's a fucking joke. But, um, but you know that, that obviously it drummed up this like additional interest in the movie. Cause it was like, Oh, this like crazy guy playing the Joker. And then Joker's in what, like a scene and a half of that movie or something. Yeah. For like, like 90 seconds of screen time. Um, and then this is like saying, you know, Shia, there was a lot of, you know, uh, hubbub about the fact that he got all these chest tattoos for this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, and then again, it's like I feel like okay, yeah, he's kind of using this sort of you know sensationalist, like you know, headliny, you know, kind of sounding thing to sell this movie. When in actuality, that's like a really small part of it. Um, right. But it's just, like, it's it's marketable because Shia, you know, he's a controversial figure and he's doing something crazy. So everyone's <laughs> going to pay attention at least a little bit or at least be aware of the movie. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just feed that with this trailer where it just makes it seem like he's a much bigger part of this movie than it actually is. And then when it comes out, it's going to turn out to be like, oh, no, it's actually about this other guy. And right. kind of around sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um you know so that's that's really the vibe i got from because i watched the trailer a couple times too and it was like Mm -hmm. wow i feel like they're yeah they're really just like making me believe something that's not actually true
1: yeah right no i agree yeah i agree i agree um the way i'm also like really uh excited to just like watch like what the movie is is kind of in a uh kind of like in a El Mariachi kind of way. Okay. <laughs> Where I remember, you know, reading, I remember reading interviews with Robert Rodriguez when he talked about when he was making El Mariachi and he was just like, I'm literally making this movie to learn how to do filmmaking, but I just know it's going to go straight to, you know, VHS. Like, I'm specifically making this movie for like <laughs> the home, like the Mexican home video market. <laughs> yeah. Like that's it, you know? And <laughs> But it ended up blowing up at you know Sundance or, or you know a, a, a film festival, and yeah. you know it didn't it didn't go that the route he thought it was gonna go because like he was just like yeah I made it cheaply and you and know like,
0: fuck I made this hit on accident Ugh, exactly my god. Yeah, right <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was I doing right and so I'm not I'm not saying that like this is like mariachi level sort of like oh my god I made I made an accidental hit or or it's gonna be an accidental hit but. There's a part of me that just is kind of into what wanting to watch this movie because of that, because I'm just like, this just looks like, you know, it just looks like one of those type of movies. Mm -hmm. Like there there are even certain shots in the movie that look like a really bad like Netflix movie.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: And I'm just like, oh, man, this like shot looks like really bad. Like this is this quinceañera and like the set design doesn't look good at all. But I'm just kind of like, I don't know, maybe this is kind of the point. It's supposed to be like a cheap sort of, you know, Mexican thriller, you know, yeah, uh, okay. or whatever. And so I'm kind of into that a little bit. Like what was like the vibe I was getting and. The like even when scenes when Shia LaBeouf and Bobby Soto are like sitting in the car and he's just like I got a strap here and I got a strap here and you know I'm ready to make peace with you know that I'm going to hell Mm -hmm. I was getting like serious Scarface Scarface vibes where like Tony and Manny are sitting in the car you know after they meet uh, Frank's wife Mm -hmm. and he's just like oh yeah you know his wife you know she's in love with me and you know this sort of back and forth so I was getting those vibes like like a was trying to set these characters up as like you remember scarface and then i started mm-hmm. thinking about like i started thinking about like famous just car ride scenes with like two main characters where they're just like these are our two main characters and shit's gonna happen to them and probably one of them is gonna die for the other and mm-hmm. by the end of this movie and shit yeah just yeah all this crazy shit yeah
0: oh yeah well i mean i remember you know one of them one of the ones that uh one of the ones that burns brightest in my mind. <laughs> 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 the burrito conversation in Brights. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was a real scene. That's um, good. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, you know, that was another thing too, is this trailer does really make it seem like cause all the all the trailer exposition is delivered through like that car conversation. Yes, yeah. It keeps cutting back to this one. There's a couple. There's like two, maybe three different, you know, driving conversations that are utilized in this trailer. Mm -hmm. But there's one in particular they keep coming back to that is like literally. I think every single plot point of this movie is excruciatingly detailed (laughs) through dialogue (laughs) in this one scene apparently because it's like the whole they're like clearly having conversations about shit that these two people would have talked about a thousand times already. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's literally, there's the one part where, um, you know, Shy's character, uh, Creeper, Creeper. Um, is, uh, <laughs> is uh, he's saying something about, like, you know, we collect taxes for, like, the 43 biggest gangs in Los yeah. Angeles. <laughs> and you're like, I think he knows that. Wait a minute. Isn't that sort of like a,
1: you know how <laughs> they have, like, dossier scenes? There's, like, statistic yeah. scenes. Uh-huh. You know? Where oh, somebody's yeah, because yeah. you know who did Thousands
0: that? of transactions with millions of dollars on a daily basis.
1: Right? Denzel Washington does the same thing where he's giving out his resume to Ethan Hawke in Training mm-hmm. Day. Yep. He's like, "I've I've put over nine hundred people, and that's you know five hundred man hours and all this kind of shit." Where yeah. they're like rolling through like the streets of L.A. in that movie.
0: Yeah, aggressive. It's aggressive position. It's yeah, Aggressively delivered exposition.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. the
0: Aars trademark right there. Like usually it. in a car
1: usually in a car always yeah because
0: i mean yes. if you're going fast and you're angry that's like even more intense yeah <laughs> right exactly so, yeah <laughs>
1: but yeah those are that's like my upside to it is that like i feel like i'm getting a purposely like excre- extremely like cheap looking on some level yeah home I'm, video type of type of thing
0: i mean that'd be fun You know, I would I would enjoy that. I didn't I didn't quite get that vibe out of it. I feel like this is just you know it. I feel like it accidentally looks like that.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Just because.
1: I'm definitely giving a little bit more credit to David Ayer, but that's just me. So yeah, you know, because I want I want to believe
0: that you know like all directors know what they're doing, but Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: sometimes doesn't always work out in my favor. Yeah. Yeah, and I I
0: know you've you know in in general you know been. a little more entertained by some of the stuff. I know you liked Fury, which I, yes. you know, to be fair, I will, I will say too, I think Fury is one of the better movies of his that I've seen. I um, think
1: Fury is a better, like I kind of wished whatever dynamic worked for his style of characters, which are like these street characters. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you could take all four of those characters and put them in a modern day and just maybe change a, maybe like a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of dialogue or, like, parlance, and they still could be those same characters. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I thought it worked, but it still respected, like, what a World War II, like, tank movie, like, is and everything, I thought. Um, whereas, like, Suicide Squad and Bright, it was just, like, these are just not flowing, dude, like, at all. And yeah. It's, it's, it's weird that, you know, we are dealing with gangs that were in training day, but now they're in Bright. And... <laughs> And there's, and there's orcs and shit now and all the, and fairies like this isn't. Yeah. No, I know you don't believe this. I don't know why this happened, but. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Did not work. But I mean, Fury was at least like an interesting idea. You know, I'd never, yeah. i never seen or like really thought about that, like weird dysfunctional family of like a tank crew, you know, where you do, you live inside of this weird fucking metal box for like days on end and shit, you know, like. Yeah. Literally just like crammed in against each other and, and, you know. It's, uh yeah, it's, it, you know, it was really interesting. Um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I just didn't, you know, again, like, I don't, I don't think his dialogue or his direction is really all that good. So, okay. <laughs> so, there's, you know, there was a lot of stuff just from that element. But I thought Shia was definitely the most interesting part of the movie. I mean, he's yeah, the yeah. most, like, you know, Brad Pitt, I always enjoy watching. I mean, you know, and I, again, I think, but those. To me, that's all credit to the actors. You know, I I don't imagine David Ayer was really the one feeding them, you know, their characterizations or like line readings. I think, you know, he kind of, you know, sure, there's credit due to casting the right people for the roles that, you know, they're going to do something interesting with this material. Yeah, right. You know, so but the actual work that was done to make it interesting, I feel like, you know, squarely fell on Brad and Shia's shoulders.
1: Yeah. And, uh, you know, and they they carried it,
0: you know, because they're they're good enough to do that. Um, but yeah, but just in general though, you know, the, the movie just didn't really work for me that, that all that well. Um, so, so yeah, but again, like I thought Shia was able to wrangle something interesting there, you know, out Mm -hmm. of it. So I'm, I'm hoping he does the same thing, but I'm kind of expecting, you know, basically the same experience here where like, I'm not, I'm not going to like this movie, Mm -hmm. but I might enjoy seeing his performance, you know? Yeah. So anyway, I doubt that's going to happen. But so my question for you, though, about this trailer, this is and this this might get into um, uh, whatever controversy controversy you mentioned uh, when the trailer came out. All right. Um, Is Shia supposed to be Hispanic? Uh, No. Okay. I just I, I wasn't sure. Yeah, a
1: lot of people blew up David Ayer on Twitter. I assumed Uh, about like about it, you know, like they totally called him out on it. But, um, and he's very active on Twitter. And I I think this is maybe one of the reasons why I think I, I give David Ayer a bit more credit than, uh, than like most people. But, um, it's because like I follow him on Twitter and I just love his, his attitude and his output, like towards positive reviews and negative reviews. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of people that will just like shit talk him to death, like on Twitter. And he'll just be like, Hey man, we were just trying to make a movie, you know, not everything works out, but you know, like it kind of is what it is. And, you know, appreciate the feedback. Like I've never, I've never seen him be like, you know, fuck like do a Josh Trank or something. Let's say Mm, where it's just like, you know what I mean? Like fuck all you, like fuck comic book people or whatever that they didn't like suicide squad. And even with a lot of people wanting with like justice league now getting the Snyder cut, there are a lot of people who want David Ayers cut of (laughs) bless you. Excuse me. Um, there are a lot of people that want David Ayers cut of, of suicide squad. Uh, there are actual like crew members that are just like coming out now and being like, yes, it is true. Like the version that was in the theaters is not his original cut, but the studio got what he wanted and David Ayer just supported the studio and went out and supported the film Yeah, and was just like, this is the movie we made all good or whatever you know and he's not the person that's banging on the door for his cut to be released but it's like hey if it happens great but if it doesn't you know i'm still doing my thing i'm still working so (laughs) you know it's it's whatever but um but no uh so yeah a lot of people lit him up on twitter about it and shia labeouf is a white guy in the movie okay his character is white um but just grew up in the culture of like Mexican culture and in all this gang culture that's in the movie. Mm. and so he's just sort of like
0: assimilated to that Sure yeah, he just has adopted that manner of colloquialism. Yeah speaking. yeah
1: yeah, right. I mean um, I remember I had an ex I had an ex-girlfriend who was black and I I told her sometimes like when I was growing up like I I had a different like way of like speaking because all my friends spoke a particular way mm-hmm. that, you know, <laughs> wasn't very, was considered now not very PC, you know? Uh-huh. <laughs> and I still have some friends that talk that way, but like, you know, I moved out of my neighborhood and met different people and was exposed to books and writing and different movies. And it was just like, yeah, you just kind of grow out of like talking a particular way. You right. Know? Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, no, his character is, is a white guy who okay. has just, you know, assimilated to his uh his growing up
0: sure yeah and uh, you know i didn't think there was anything like egregious in the trailer either you know there weren't I, him like being like hey essay like <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know? no i mean every once in a while there's
1: like a little bit of like a like a slight i can i can hear it in the trailer yeah you know and sometimes when he talks but it's not it's not like a uh like how you were saying like it's like a yeah of consistent
0: something yeah it didn't. It didn't seem like it was like a you know I don't know like an in living color sketch or something like that. You know? Yeah.
1: Right. Right. I mean, he's um, not like a he's not like a cholo or anything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know? But yeah, you know, caught little little flashes of it and stuff, and I was just like, okay, I just I I hope you know because his complexion too is a little it's it's not like pasty, you know. <laughs> yeah. No. But but again, it's L.A. You know, everyone's out in the sun all the time and shit like that, so um, inevitably, usually have a bit bit more color, but. um uh, but yeah, I just wasn't sure. Watching, I was like, I hope they're not kind of like trying to pass this off as some kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, that would just be you know, you'd have to be insanely fucking tone deaf at this point to to try to do that shit. But but I was like, but at the same time, if anyone were gonna do it, it'd be Shia. <laughs> you know, it didn't. I mean, it didn't bug me. I'm
1: not gonna lie to you. Not that I'm like so steep in like you know, uh, you know, Mexican movies or anything like that. But I mean. Like, if you look at a picture of David Ayer, if anybody who's listening has never seen a picture of David Ayer, Shia LaBeouf looks exactly like David Ayer in this movie. And David Ayer is a white guy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, David Ayer has a goatee and his hair is just, it's, he has a fade. Like, that's it. Mm-hmm. I think he's actually bald sometimes. So it's just, his hair's, it's like peach fuzz, you know? Yeah. So, um,. This is just like uh, you know, like when people were talking about how you know Leonardo DiCaprio look, just looks like Christopher Nolan in Inception, like he just uh-huh. casts his doppelgangers in his yep. movies and stuff. He like he sure does. <laughs> I just feel like this is the first time David Ayer is doing that. He was just mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm just gonna you know cast myself in it, you know. <laughs> um, but no, it was so funny like reading everybody's like reactions to because uh, I think there was a hashtag that was started as well, and I can't even remember what the fuck it was what what it was or whatever mm. but there's just been such a history of it like i think the that famous movie like blood in blood out uh you know like the the main character in that movie like is half white and half latino but in the movie i think he's just a he is a white guy in that movie mm. uh, have you have you ever seen that movie i've not no no oh, okay uh it's an la gang movie it's uh, directed by taylor hackford okay. uh it's uh and it's got Benjamin Bratt in it. It's about three friends who grow up, two Mexican guys and a white guy. Uh, one one guy uh, gets brutally beaten uh, when they're kids and has an injury on his back, and he just becomes like this local artist. Uh, the white guy gets wrapped up in gangs and actually gets sent to prison where he is initiated into a gang, and that's where the blood in, blood out uh, oh, moniker, okay. com- moniker comes from. And... Benjamin Bratt's character grows out of like the, you know, essay Cholo life and becomes a, becomes an LA, uh, uh, police detective. Okay. And you know, uh, they sort of come to a head as adults, uh, with, with their different thing because now the white guy becomes in the movie, the head of, you know, this Latino gang. And so, um, so yeah, it's not like it hasn't happened before. So it like, didn't really bug me, but I also knew that like, he wasn't playing like a Mexican character yeah, as well, you know? So um, I kind of, when we were talking about Shia and just like the different random plot points in this movie, like not that this could be like a serious drama because I think this is just being played more for like a, you know, action movie, Mm -hmm. you know, like an action drugs movie kind of thing. But um, I thought in my, I thought it, I wonder if there's any talk about, Shia LaBeouf's character like being a white guy who is oh, the sure. tax collector or like the enforcer for the tax collector, you know, in this movie, and like he's he's the most feared dude, like he's the devil, you know yeah. what I mean? Because <laughs> like, he's white, yeah. He's white. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I wonder if there's any sort of, you know, I don't know, uh sitting in a car and driving
0: around conversation about that. You um, know, like I can guarantee you there is. <laughs> I, that was probably the first thing David Ayer wrote, and then yeah. he was like, "How do I reverse engineer a movie from this?"
1: <laughs> I have I have a last question, but before my last question for you, I want to know if you you saw Training Day, right? Yeah. Did you like Training Day?
0: Yeah, I, I've I've oh. only seen it the one time, like one time. Uh, when it came out. But I yeah. I remember, yeah, thinking it was really good.
1: Okay. Is there a director that you kind of like? Um, I don't know. Wish maybe like David Ayer would have like followed in like the footsteps <laughs> in like, is there like, is there like a path where like David Ayer writes training day, you know, directs writes and directs harsh times, which had actually, it had a uh, Freddie Rodriguez, Eva Longoria and Christian Bale and Christian Bale was a white guy who was, you know, grew up in like the Mexican kind of, mm-hmm. you know, culture. So he was a little bit street, you know? Um, but is there like a? I kind of feel like he tried to do it like he tried to go, you know, Suicide Squad bright and then was just like shit didn't work out. I just need to go back to like, you know, yeah, street gang shit. But is there sort of like a is there a timeline or a director, other directors work where you feel like maybe David Ayer could have like pushed it more this direction? I feel like Fury might have been like this, a, a, maybe stepping stone in an interesting direction. You know, yeah. whether, whether or not you like, uh, in general, like whether or not you like the movie or not, but yeah. he just, it he just is, didn't continue that way, but
0: it at least felt like he was stepping outside of his comfort zone, you know, okay, that's a, a better way of putting a little it bit yeah, with yeah. it. Um, you know, it, it I, I feel like that movie was him, you know, in that was him trying on his Tarantino hat. <laughs> okay. Yeah didn't fit all that well mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> i mean the you know the brad pitt world war Two. you know it's, it's hard to avoid that that you know comparison but yeah. yeah comparison but um um shit who is it someone just popped into mind while you were talking and now yeah. i'm like totally fucking blanking on like i would you know maybe there there could have been something here if like Rather than go on to direct his own stuff, and it's not Antoine Fuqua. I mean, I thought he did, you know, he did a good job of directing Training Day. Uh-huh. Um, I think he, you know, better. He did a better job directing a David Ayer's screenplay than I've ever seen David Ayer's do directed David Ayer's screenplay. Okay, okay, fair, fair. So, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, uh, you know, I, I would say I would prefer. I might be warmer to David Ayers if he had continued just being a writer and had not decided to start, you know, stepping into the director's chair.
1: Okay, all right.
0: Um, but as far as like who as a director would be sort of like most suited probably to, you know, taking his material and really kind of like, you know, kind of like what Den, uh, Denis Villanueva did with Sicario where, yes. you know, and I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to shit on, you know, it's not like that script is fucked, but the other movies that he's written, I, I didn't think the script was nearly as good, you know, for those. So I'd, I had to wonder to what degree did Denis maybe <laughs> do some rewrites or have someone else do some rewrites or just kind of, you know, tighten things up. Or maybe that was just the – uh, what's the guy's name? Taylor um, – Taylor Sheridan. Taylor Sheridan, yeah, that wrote uh, Sicario. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe that was <laughs> his most inspired one because, like, the story and the writing in that are pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, again, I feel like Villanueva really, you know, is the guy who, who – dialed that shit in cuz he is just like a fucking tight storyteller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um in in every way. Um so, you know, he can you know, if if like what director could kind of be that to David Ayer's, you know, work. Okay, gotcha. Where You can take this where there's like, you know, like a movie like Fury, where I said, Okay, yeah, you know, I think there's a seed of a good idea here. You know, yeah. I like I like this dynamic and exploring this weird like tank family, mm-hmm. you know, and all that stuff. But who's the director that's gonna take this material and really, really elevate it to another level? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh yeah, I'm not I'm not sure who that is. I had a I had a name float to my head and then it just floated right back out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well if if it, if it, if it uh, pops yeah. in there, you know.
0: Yeah, if it comes back to me, I will uh, I will I will let you know. But um but I think, you know, that would probably be the the alternate reality scenario where I have like some modicum of respect for David Ayer right now during this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Was um, you know, somebody else if he had kind of like partnered with a director, you know. Mm-hmm. That is sort of like they're really good at just, you know, balancing each other's strengths and weaknesses and, you know, um he's got to kind of Setting them up, and this director is great at fucking knocking them down, you know?
1: Yeah, right, right, right. Um, so. Roger Deakins has a podcast that he started.
0: Yeah, I've heard it. I, I haven't listened to it yet, but I've been hearing a lot about it. I hear it's uh, excellent.
1: It's really good. I've listened to yeah. it. I've been listening to quite a few episodes. I have admittedly uh, just been listening to the because now he's getting into interviews where it's like him and Sam Mendes uh, are talking, you know? But he has an episode where he talks with, uh, with Denny Villeneuve, with Denny. Oh okay. and and he talks they he talks specifically about Sicario and about the script and about how certain scenes there was more dialogue for things or whatever and I think they were talking about like he was talking about like actors and stuff and uh how um the interrogation scene that Benicio del Toro has with that guy where he just like stands in front of him, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't in the script. It was just something that Benicio wanted to try. And he asked, you know, Denny, if he could do, because he's just like, I just think this, this character would do this. And he's like, yeah, let's, let's try it, you know? And he goes, and then when he did it, I was just like, this is better than what's on the page. So we're just going to do this. And he goes, I just made those decisions as we went along, Mm -hmm. you know, doing it or whatever. And, uh, he talked about a, the scene after they go into Mexico with Kate, it's like Josh Brolin and Kate and then they come back and it's, it's a wide shot when they're back on the U S side of the border. And Josh Brolin is explaining to her in this wide shot, you know, like what's what's happened because she's still confused as to why she's on the team or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. And he's just like, yeah, we shot it because they were talking about coverage is what it was. They were talking about how Denny shoots coverage. And he was like, yeah, we shot that scene. And he goes, and it just so happened that Steven Spielberg came to set that day to, to just watch, you know, mm-hmm. and he goes, I was shooting the scene and he goes, I thought I thought we got it. And I was just like, you know, when we went into Mexico, we were in the car, we were so tight. It was you know, all these tight shots and all this other kind of stuff that once once. um kate and josh Brown's character got out of the car it was like it was like breathing it was like kate being able yeah. to breathe and we needed this we needed this whole wide shot of her living in all this right and so i said he goes uh he's like yeah you asked me roger like were we gonna go in for close-ups and i was like no we're you know we're good and he's like you're like really and he's like yeah he goes and then spielberg asked me he's like oh you're not gonna do uh you're not gonna you're not gonna go in for close-ups or anything and he's like he's like no and He goes, immediately, you could see how excited Spielberg was about like, oh, wow, okay, this is, you're doing something different here. I I really like this, you know? Yeah. And uh, (laughs) he got really like, he got really nervous about it because he's just like, I'm not going to do like proper coverage while Spielberg is here. But at the same time, it was nice to hear that it was like, yeah, Spielberg was just like, oh, okay, I'm impressed. I'm I'm ready to see what have Yeah. uh, What's it up, was, Mr.
0: 1974? <laughs> I didn't know we were breaking all the rules again. <laughs> yeah, no.
1: It was really good. It's a good podcast. You should check it out. You should listen to it. Yeah. After. No, that's um, awesome. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, anyway, so my last question is, who do you think between Shia and Bobby Soto, who dies in this movie? Because one of them has to die, right? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess... I mean, uh, I like know you Shia, might not care enough, but... Yeah, I mean, like, I, well, I guess Shia's got to die because he's the one who doesn't actually have anything, you know? It's like the other guy is the dude with the family and shit. Yeah, that's true, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, Shia's kind of like... As far as I can tell from this trailer, Shia's basically a red shirt. He could... <laughs> you know, they're going to go on this, you know, uh, planetary expedition, and the uh, redshirt's ain't coming <laughs> back, so... <laughs>
1: The planetary expedition to L.A. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, that's all I got for this trailer, man. I'm I'm actually kind of excited to see it. I'm, I think this is going to be my Friday night movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to see who else wants to join from the commune. I don't think I'll get a lot of people, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah,
0: probably not. Uh, you know, you'll get some, some morbid curiosity. You'll get some looky-loos that'll probably come in for, like, 10 minutes and go, like, okay, yeah, this is... This is still a David Ayer movie, so I'm I'm gonna go home. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. No. I mean, you know, again, if it's if if it's ten bucks, you'll probably check it out at some point, just just out of curiosity. You yeah. Know? Um. But uh. But yeah. I need mean, more than that, and I'm just gonna happily pass right over this. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, you know, maybe yeah. watch one of these uh, criterions I got coming in the next couple of days. So.
1: Not a bad, not a bad trade off. Yeah, yeah,
0: or just you know, or just sit there and continue to get hyped for Joe Bob, you know, in a couple of weeks. Ooh, yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. So,
1: uh, well, like we said, uh, the movie comes out on Friday. Yep, on all streaming services. Yep, tax uh, will be collected
0: on Friday.
1: Yes, yes, mm-hmm. and if and if you uh, if you don't pay that
0: tax, Shy is coming for you. I think you just don't get the movie. You don't think so? Yeah, then well then Shy is not coming for you that should actually yeah. that should, that should
1: have actually been part of the marketing. It's just like if you rent it, you don't have to pay taxes.
0: Ooh, yeah. I like that. That would have been just, that would have been good. We just built the tax into the price. So <laughs> <laughs> you're paying it, but it doesn't feel like it. It's just, but it would have been
1: nice to not feel like I'm paying, you know, yeah, taxes. Yeah, for and...
0: for a flat eleven dollars and sixty one cents you can rent this movie <laughs> tax free. It's <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh god, that's great. Yes. I love it.
0: <laughs> um yeah, oh, no, god. that's that's all I got. I am uh I am I am sufficiently paid my taxes on this one, I think. Boom, that's how
1: we're ending it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. All right, thanks y'all.